0: Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 255. We're looking at Acts chapter 12 verses 18 through 25. This is the end of the section which dealt with the arrest and escape of Peter. Herod Agrippa was beginning a persecution of the Christian leadership, he arrested and executed James, the brother of John, the apostle, and saw that it gained him favor with the Jewish leaders, so he sought to do the same thing with Peter. He arrested Peter, put him in prison, but then the night before he was due to bring Peter out, presumably to be, to be executed, an angel appeared and released Peter from the prison, led him out, and left, left him. Peter went to the house of the mother of John Mark, reported his release, told them to tell the leadership in Jerusalem, then then Peter moved to a different area. Now we pick up the narrative again in Acts chapter 12, verses 18 to 25. At daylight, there was great commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had searched and did not find him, he interrogated the guards and ordered their execution. Then Herod went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. Together they presented themselves before him. After winning over Blastus, who was in charge of the king's bedroom, they asked for peace, because their country was supplied with food from the king's country. On an appointed day, dressed in royal robes and seated on the throne, Herod delivered a speech to them. The assembled people began to shout, It's the voice of a god and not of a man. At once an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give the glory to God, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God spread and multiplied. After they had completed their relief mission, Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem, taking along John, who was called Mark. Well, we had seen the angel appear to Peter in the prison. Peter thought it was a vision until he was actually outside and realized it was for real. Peter went immediately to the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark, and reported his escape, told them what had happened, told them to tell the the leaders in Jerusalem. And then Peter left because he knew they would be searching for him. And that's exactly what happened. Verse 18, at daylight, there was a great commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. Well, daylight, we don't know when the soldiers actually realized something was amiss. Were were soldiers actually sleeping as they were uh, guarding Peter? Had they been put into a sleep by the angel? We don't know the details there, but we know that come daylight, Uh, Somebody's looking for some answers. Where is Peter? And so there's a great commotion. Verse 19. After Herod had searched and did not find him, he interrogated the guards and ordered their execution. The words translated here literally are translated as ordered them to be led away. But that's a euphemism for led them away, to be executed. So the The translators have have added here, ordered their execution, because that's most likely what it actually means. And that fits with Roman law. The Roman law is that any guard who allows a prisoner to escape now suffers the same penalty as the prisoner he was guarding. And since the intention was to execute Peter, those guards that allowed Peter to escape would be executed. And that was Roman law. Herod wasn't exactly bound by that since he was a local ruler, but he could certainly follow that rule. Then Herod went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. So Herod is, uh, he was probably at Jerusalem for the Passover feast because the ruler would often go there where the, uh, the regional capital of the area for the Roman government was really Caesarea. Now it says Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. So those are coastal cities and areas and they're very dependent on goods that are shipped in via boat and Herod controls the inland area where a good bit of the agriculture is and so there seems to be some kind of uh, economic conflict between the area that Herod controls and the areas of, of Tyre and Sidon. And Herod's got the upper hand. And it says together, they presented themselves before him. After winning over Blastus, who was in charge of the king's bedroom, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food from the king's country. So Blastus was... Uh, It says he was in charge of the king's bedroom. That means he was kind of a personal assistant to Herod. And so he would have the king's ear. So did they bribe him to uh, give them a a good hearing with Herod or or what? But uh, Blastus has uh, influenced the the king Herod to, to meet with representatives from Tyre and Sidon to figure out how they were going to move forward. Now the time frames here are fairly loose. This may be fairly immediately after the incident with Peter in Jerusalem, or it could be many months later, probably less than a year, but it's probably a few months later. But in telling this, Luke's looking back and seeing this is all related because what happens to Herod is uh, related to how Herod is treated the Christians in Jerusalem. So verse 21, on an appointed day. This event is also told by Josephus, Jewish historian, and he wrote in detail about this, this event here. And he said it, the appointed day was a, a festival in honor of Caesar. So on the appointed day, dressed in royal robes and seated on the throne, Herod delivered a speech to them. Now Josephus tells us that he had on a magnificent robe that was woven from silver and gold thread that just glowed in the daylight and was incredibly impressive. So verse 22, the assembled people began to shout, It's the voice of a god and not of a man. At once an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give the glory to God and he was eaten by worms and died. Now, in Josephus's account of things, Josephus says that Herod Agrippa had actually been in jail in Rome at one point, and he had a vision in which he saw an owl. A fellow prisoner told him that the vision of the owl was a sign of good fortune. And in fact, Herod was released fairly shortly thereafter. But the prisoner also told him that if he ever saw it again, he would die five days later. And so in Josephus' account of here, when all this happens, when the people are crying out, it's the voice of a a god, not a man, Josephus says he had a vision of an owl. He saw an owl, and that's when he was immediately struck with intense abdominal pain was then taken to his bed chambers, and suffered for five days and then died." So um, pretty close agreement here between the way Luke tells this and Josephus tells us. Uh, Josephus doesn't say he was struck by an angel of God, but says he had this vision of an owl. But point is, he was struck dead. Verse 24, but the word of God spread and multiplied. After they had completed their relief mission, Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem, taking along John, who was called Mark. So how long have Barnabas and Saul been in Jerusalem? We don't know, and it, the, the time frames may not be exact here. Luke's telling a, a narrative of the, the spread of the gospel, and so he's been moving around different places and his, uh, his chronology may not be really exact, so it may not be so closely tied together with the death of Herod. But it, it might be. It's hard to say. But now the narrative that Luke is going through is shifting back to Antioch. And the central characters now are Barnabas and Saul. So Barnabas and Saul had been in Antioch for a year teaching the people the basics of Christianity. Then there was a famine predicted, and so they took up a relief offering, and Barnabas and Saul took the offering to Jerusalem. We saw the introduction of John Mark, in that that's where Peter went when he was released by the angel from the prison. He went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark. And now we see John Mark going up to Antioch with Barnabas and Saul. And so now Luke has uh, set the stage for the continuing spread of the gospel. We've already crossed big social barriers or ethnic barriers with the gospel, and now it's just a matter of geographical spread, which we'll see under the ministry of Paul. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.